I tell you what, it is good because 2023 starts off with us right here. What a blessing is that? It is good, man. Yeah, and I'm excited that uh, we're right here to worship and sing to our God and and uh, um, I'm going to talk about our praise teams here for just a minute. Um, it's been my, uh, I think God laid on my heart a while back, just that, and talking about Tucker and everything else, that, man, the Weaver family is, is amazing. So super talented, but I want to give them a break. And, uh, and so through this, we're, we're uh, bringing on another team to give breaks to everybody because we don't, when you guys give me breaks to go rodeo, um, it's a time where I can just relax, enjoy, and and with experiencing that, I wanted to give it to our praise teams because they do an amazing, amazing job. And the whole team, I, I shouldn't just say Weaver family because there, there's many on that team, but they, they make up a big part of it. Um, but an awesome job they do. And I want them to be able to be takers and not just givers all the time. And so we got two teams going now. It is so awesome. And, and it, the invitation is always open that if you ever want to be a part of one of those teams, Please talk with, with me, with Tucker, with the team, with anybody, because we want you involved in this church, because it's your church. And so we want, we want um, you involved. And what a blessing it is that we have now two teams going, and, and we're going to be able to give them uh, each time off to be takers. And so what a blessing that is. Uh, I should say first, welcome to Beach Island. Uh, if you are new with us, thank you for being here. Uh, if you would please, everybody, stick around afterwards. Uh, not just new people, but everybody. Stick around, talk, fellowship. Um, you don't have to stick around until 4 in the afternoon like some do, but you can stick around for a little while afterwards and, and uh, talk. If you don't know Beecher Island, Beecher Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And if you have any questions on that, please talk with me. I would love to answer them. Uh, but it is good. It is good. Several months back, I started thinking about this day right here. About this day and where God's leading us as a church. Where God's leading me in, in teaching and preaching. And, and what we're going to do as we journey into 2023. And I prayed about it a lot and I started just, just asking God, where do you want us? Where, what do you want us to be doing? And it just kept on coming on my heart 40 days, 40 days, 40 days. And so the more I prayed, the more just God poured out into me. I feel like uh, 40 days of prayer and fasting. And we've been talking about it for a while now. And I told you that I'd be preaching on it on this Sunday so that you could have a better idea of what I'm talking about in this 40 days of prayer and fasting. I know Tucker said at the beginning, hey, sign up for it. Be a part of it. And, and um, if you've been questioning, well, what is it? I hope that I'll answer those questions today as we walk through 40 days of prayer and fasting right here at Beecher Island and what that means for us as we go through this. And so, uh, you know, when I started in Nehemiah, Nehemiah got word that Jerusalem was in shambles. Still wasn't shambles. And his result, his answer to that was to fast and pray. Or maybe I should say prayer and fasting. 
He, he went to the Lord and, and sought the Lord's will for what He wanted Him to do. And what His plan was, what His will was. And so, in that, it kind of started this journey for me when we jumped into Nehemiah. You know, it's a great example that we have, but we have many other examples in God's Word of fasting and praying. And that's what I want to dig in today. I want to dig into that. I want to start in Exodus 34.28. Exodus 34.28. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because I'm just going to talk about something that we see in this verse, but I think there's something in this verse that I want to make sure we grab a hold of. And so while you're turning there, let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I just thank You for this morning. I thank You for this new year. This, this new year of 2023. Lord, 2022 had a many, many adventures. For some it was good, for some it wasn't. But Lord, in this we know that You are with us. And Lord, we don't need to dwell on 2022. We can look forward to the newness of You and, and the newness that You give us. Every day, every morning, we are new in You and what a blessing that is. And I just pray, Father, that this morning that the Holy Spirit just speak through me that I get out of His way, Father. Now these words be words of truth and of Your Word, not of mine. Father, and if it is of mine, I pray it just falls to the wayside and does not leave this building. But Lord, the words that are Yours stick, stick to people like Lou. Lord, I thank You for this time. I thank You for Your love. I thank You for being the God of everything. But yet a God who still loves us so intimately, so much that You know every hair on our head. What a blessing that is. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So in Exodus 34-28, we're reading about Moses. Moses is with God. He, he's on Mount Sinai and he's, he's getting right to the Ten Commandments. But it says, so he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat bread or drink water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. He didn't eat. He was with the Lord. And he didn't eat or drink for 40 days while he was with the Lord. I think it's something we need to grab a hold of there. I, don't, I, I have read this several times, but I don't know that I, I, I've drawn it close to that Moses didn't eat for those 40 days. He was seeking guidance from the Lord. He was absolutely seeking the Lord's will in this and... and, and that's what I'm encouraging us to do. Through this 40 days of seeking, I pray that it's seeking Him 100%. So if Moses spends 40 days not eating or drinking, why would I not spend some time not eating or drinking and seeking the Lord's will for us? Moses was all about the Lord. And that's where I want to be as he sat there for 40 days and 40 nights with Him. So Moses gives us reference in the Old Testament. What about about the New Testament? Turn over with me to Luke 4. Luke 4. Luke 4, 1 through 2. 1 and 2, I should say. I want you to hear something in this verse 2. 
Luke 4, 1 and 2, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they had ended, he became hungry. For 40 days, the Lord fasted and prayed. But I, I want you to see something in that. I think a lot of people, for some reason, believe that Jesus prayed and fasted for 40 days and then the devil tempted. That's not true. It says for 40 days he didn't eat and he was tempted. He was tempted that whole 40 days as he was praying and fasting and seeking God's will. You know, uh, he knew where the strength came from. From the Father. From God, and that's what he was doing. He was seeking the strength from him the whole time that Jesus was being tempted. He intimately sought God through prayer and fasting. So we've read two examples of 40 days, a 40 day time period. So, so you may ask, why 40 days then? Why are we doing this for 40 days? Why, why, why 40? How did you get to 40? And I, and I want to explain this just a little bit. And, and, and 40 is a number that God uses often. 40 is a number that we can see many times throughout God's Word. The phrase 40 days in the Bible designates a period of time carrying out an important spiritual challenge almost every time. When the Bible uses that phrase... Something challenging that something that is challenging leads to spiritual growth almost every time. Often the spiritual challenges involve repentance from sin. They it involves strengthening faith, such as the story of the great flood of, the, uh, of Noah, Noah's Ark, the stories of Ezekiel, Jonah. David and Goliath. At other times, the spiritual challenges involve overcoming temptation as Jesus did in the desert wilderness. A 40-day challenge may also include a vital meeting with God. And a talk like Moses did that we just talked about. But also Elijah's journey to meet with God on Mount Herod. The Bible uses the phrase 40 days to refer to a challenge that Jesus gave people in between His resurrection and ascension. See, He challenged them to believe in Him. To believe with everything they had and to teach the Gospel and find the relationship with Him. That's what He wanted people to do is find the relationship with Him. The Bible used the use of 40 days consistent with the use of the number 40 overall. It also signifies the time during a spiritual challenge that takes place almost every time. Such as the 40 years the Israelites wandered in the desert before they found the promised land. You see, I chose 40 days because I believe that this will be a spiritual challenge for you as an individual and for us as a church. And not one to take lightly. We will face temptations. We will face decisions. 
face probably stuff that we don't want to do. But I'm okay with that. I'm actually excited about it. You know, I hope that not one of us, the evil one, scares us. Because we serve a God that is mighty. A God that can use Him as a footrest. But in all this, I pray that we find the intimacy. Intimacy with the Father. Intimacy with Jesus. Church, I hope that we understand why 40 days a little, why 40 days a little better. I think it's a, a number that represents what we're going to do. I hope that you will take this on as a spiritual challenge for yourself and for us as a church. What about fasting though? I've given two examples of 40 days of fasting with Moses and Jesus, but are we commanded to fast? Are we commanded to fast? If you will, turn over with me to Joel 1.14. Joel 1.14. <coughs> Joel 1.14 says this. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the Lord of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Consecrate a fast. It's, it's saying everybody gather up and pray. Everybody gather up and fast. So jump over to, to chapter 2. Starting in verse 12, and I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to do some reading here. Because when we start reading this, I, I feel like we... You shouldn't stop. <laughs> Chapter 2 has so much in it. And I'll tell you that there is so much more depth to it than what I'm trying to grab a hold of it today. But come with me in this journey. Joel chapter 2, verse starting verse 12. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, so rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and He relents from doing harm. Who knows if He will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind Him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babies. Let the bridegroom go out from the chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priest minister to the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage a reproach. That the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? That the Lord will be zealous his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I'll remove far from you the northern army and will, and will drive him away into the barren and desolate land with his face towards the eastern sea and his back towards the western sea. His stench will come up and his foul odor will rise because 
He has done monstrous things. Fear not, O Lamb. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bear its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the former rain faithfully, and He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the later rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of weed, and the vast, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never put to shame, be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. It shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. And the Lord has said among the remnants whom the Lord calls. There is so much to that, but I'll just say amen, amen. Amen. You know, uh, it calls people to unite. It calls people to unite in prayer, unite in fasting. And yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. And with fasting, weeping, and mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments. Now return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, kindness, and relenting of evil. Church, I'm going to ask in this 40 days that we seek repentance. We seek His favor. We, we seek His will. We seek His love. And it will be amazing. Again, I want to go to the New Testament and see what Jesus teaches on fasting. So if you will... Turn back to me in Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Starting in verse 16. Jesus says, whenever you fast. It's not saying, hey, when you choose to do it, or if you ever choose to do it. It's saying, whenever you fast, this is what I need you to do. Whenever you fast. You see, I have to admit that uh, I've struggled with fasting most of my life. Most of my journey with God. I've struggled with it because I think people have uh, downplayed what fasting is. And so I never wanted to downplay it. So I thought, I'm never going to be a part of that. And I just always said, you know what? God's never called me to fast. No, I've never denied myself and fasted. I've done it a little bit here and there. 
but not the way God calls me to fast. You see, I didn't want to deny myself of the privilege of food. <laughs> I didn't want to deny my flesh and, 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 and seriously seek God's will in my life. I seek Him. I seek Him with all my heart, but do I actually stop the things of this world that are coming in on me? The desires of my flesh and say, God, you. God, you. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about here. You see, Jesus goes on. Whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do. For they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, but you, when you fast, he says it again, when you do this, not, not if you do it, he says when you do it, when you fast, he wants you to fast and seek him. He says, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will be noticed, but not be noticed by men, but by your father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The Father will reward you. The Father will give you the desires of your heart. The Father will give you answers. He will give you guidance. The Father will reward you. Do you take that seriously? You see, I have. Yeah, reward, I'll have reward in heaven. But you know what? That reward is here too. That reward is here too, giving you guidance, giving you strength, giving you whatever you need right now and dealing with whatever this world is pouring on to you. Amen. It is good. See, but I want us to see what goes with fasting. Because right before Jesus talks about fasting, He gives us His model prayer. He, he says, this is how you should pray. The model prayer. And then he goes on to fasting. You see, it's not about the fasting. It's about the prayer. It's about the intimacy of prayer. And you saying, I want to seek you in intimate prayer, so I'm going to deny myself of all the things that are coming in, and I'm going to be about you in my secret place. And I'm going to be praying to you, Father. <clears throat> In Acts 10, 31 and 33, or 30 and 31, uh, actually 30 and 31, Acts 10, 30 and 31, Cornelius says that he had been fasting for four days and been praying in his house. And on the fourth day, a, a man showed up in bright clothing. It's an angel. And he said, your prayers have been heard. Your prayers have been heard. In Acts 13, 2, the church fasted and prayed for guidance from the Lord. In Acts 14.23, as they were appointing elders, they fasted and prayed. You see, church, over and over again, God's people needed spiritual guidance. And they prayed and fasted. Church, we need spiritual guidance. We need spiritual guidance. I want you to know that though fasting has no merit of salvation, it has no merit on salvation. 
Neither does it give it a, a Christian a special standing with God. It doesn't do that. A Pharisee once boasted that he fasted twice a week. However, it failed to bring him the justification that he saw in Luke 18, 12. But church, when we fast as a spiritual exercise, God sees and rewards. I will say that it is not a command. Fasting is not a command in the New Testament. It's encouraged by promise of reward. Church, it can add so much in your prayer life by taking away the dullness and the drowsiness. It is valuable in times of crisis when we need to discern the will of God. Fasting is absolutely a matter between an individual and God. It's not between all the people. Not at all. You see, uh, it's what God desires. That we seek Him with everything we have. And let me just tell you, I'm not setting rules for this fasting because it's not between me and you. It's between you and God. And so if you want to fast everything, if you want to fast all food and all water in this time, that is, that is between you and God. If you want to fast one thing, that's okay. That's between you and God. I will just say, please do not fast medicine. Okay? If you are on medicine and you need to take and eat something in the morning in order to take that medicine, eat. Please do not fast medicine. Whatever you want to do in this time of fasting, this 40 days of prayer and fasting, I want to encourage you to be a part of it. And whatever that is for you, I want that to be between you and God. The church is a, as a church, I feel like there's some important things that we need to seek God for in this church. We've had a lot of discussions about many, many things over the last year. And I feel like we haven't, we haven't um, come to a decision on, on some of it because we need guidance from Him. And I'm encouraging that as a church, that's what we do. And I'm going to give you some things that I, I really feel like that we need to be praying about as a church. And if you have a pen, I'm going to ask you to write these down because truly this is what we need to be praying about and so much more, okay? But these are the things I think that we need to be praying about as a church. We need to pray for the leadership of this church. We need to pray for the leadership of this church. We have talked a lot about elders and deacons. And I think that we're at a point where we just need to be led by God in that. And whatever that is, be led by Him. If we put in elders and deacons into this church, that's God's will. If we don't, that will be God's will. I want us to be about God's will, so I would ask that you please intimately pray during this time for guidance in what we do with our leadership of this church. And I wholeheartedly believe that if we seek that as a church, it will be unanimous in whatever we're going to do. We need to be praying for our missionaries. Um, 
there is some concern about some of the missionaries that we fund. There's some concern about what they're doing. And there's concern about some of the missions, the, the missions that they're under and how they interpret God's Word. And I will tell you that it's been pretty uneasy over the last year in trying to work through what God wants us to do in that. And so I'm going to ask as a church, let's be praying that we have complete guidance as a church body and who we fund in our, in our missions. We fund a lot of missions. We do it. It's awesome. But I want to make sure that we're funding those missionaries that God wants us to be funding. And so I'm going to ask that you pray about that for 2023. We need to be praying about space in our church. We don't have any classrooms. We don't have any more classrooms. We are so full, which is a blessing. It is a great thing that every classroom that we have is full, but we need some more space. We need some more classroom space, and I don't know what that means, but God does. And so I'm going to encourage you to be praying about how God's going to lead us in finding more classrooms for this church. We need to be in prayer about how we reach the lost right here in our community. You see, I want to get outside of these walls in 2023. I don't want to be... We come here to fill our tanks. We come here for the feeding station, but when we leave here, I want... I want to be praying about how we can get outside of ourselves, get outside of our walls, open doors, and we come about telling people that Jesus loved them. Amen. So I want us praying about that as individuals, as a church, that we are seeking God's will for us and telling people that Jesus loved them. And so please be praying about that. See, church, I want to start off 2023 a little bit different. I don't want to just go through the motions. I, 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 want us, I don't want us to just be checking boxes, but I want us to be intimate in our relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to be asking in prayer for the guidance that we so need as a church, that we need as individuals. Church, Jesus gives us insight into how often we should ask. You see, sometimes I think we're like, well, man, I don't want to sound like a broken record asking Jesus. But I want you to listen to this. Luke 11, 9 through 13. Just listen to it. Luke 11, 9 through 13. So I say to you, ask. Right there. Pray, okay? Ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Now, suppose one of you, fa you fathers is asked by his son for fish, and he will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, will he not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is absolutely dealing on you giving your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit coming into you. But he's also saying, look, ask. Ask. Your Father will hear you. Intimate prayer. Intimate prayer is where I want us to be, be going. And if you have that intimate prayer time already, that is awesome. Don't quit. Don't weaken. 
But I'm going to encourage that we as a church get serious about intimate prayer. Like I said before, fasting doesn't change salvation or gets you to a higher level with God, but it gets your flesh out of the way so that you can see God and see His will. I'm going to encourage you all to sign up to be a part of this 40 days. I'm asking that each person take one day. One day. It starts January 3rd. One day that you will fast for 24 hours. And I don't need to know who it is. I, it's between you and God. But 24 hours of fasting so that we have 40 days of consistent prayer and fasting amongst this church and seeking His will. Seeking His will for this church. Seeking His will for you as an individual. But one day... One day I'm going to ask for you to sign up for that. And then we're going to end that 40 days with 24 hours of prayer. 24 hours of consistent prayer right here in this building. And so if you're going to sign up on that sheet, I'm going to ask that you, you come right here and you be in the sanctuary and you pray. If you want to pray at home and you want to be a part of that but not come to here, do it. But leave the, leave the sign-up sheet. We will encourage everybody to be praying in this time. Whether, even if it's not your 24-hour day and you want to pray and fast, do it, okay? But I want to encourage that we have every slot filled in this 40 days, in this 24 hours of prayer. We're going to seek it. I've also taken this bulletin board back here and I'm just putting blank pieces of paper on it. And I'm going to ask that you put prayer back there. But if you have an intimate prayer that you don't want to share and you want to stay anonymous, just write it down back there. And I'm going to ask that as a church body, we go back there and we read that word and we, and we just pray over it and we take a picture of those prayer requests and we, and we go home and we pray on them. And during that 24 hours of prayer, I'm going to put them all up here. And I want us to all be praying on those prayer requests. I want you to seek out other people. Ask. Don't be afraid. Put it on social media. Hey, I'm going to spend one hour of prayer time in my church. I want to pray for you. Please send me a private message of how I can be praying for you. And you better be ready to get prayer requests. Okay? I want us to take this serious that we seek intimately our God in prayer. I want us to take it seriously as individuals and as a body for guidance from our God where we're headed for 2023. But let me tell you, be ready to be tempted. Be ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit in a way that you've never felt in before. Be ready to find guidance from our God that gives you direct leading. Be ready to say you no. Know, because that's usually me. I pray and I pray and God absolutely lays it on my heart. I'm like, no, God, damn, that, that's not you. And then he lays it on my heart again. And I said, no, that's not. And then he lays it on my heart again. Okay, God, okay. Be ready. Okay, because if you're going to intimately seek him, you're going to find yourself to be just like Cornelius and, so, and God laying it on your heart. I've heard your prayer. I've heard your prayer. And I know that's what we're going to hear as a church. I've heard your prayer. And God will answer. God will answer. I'm going to encourage uh, the sign-up sheet. Christy has it. She's going to start passing it. If you want to be a part of it, please sign up now. Just send it one way or one way or the other or whatever. There's two. There's the 40 days. 
There's the 40 days if you want to sign up on it. And there's the 24 hours of prayer. And you can sign up on that for a one-hour block or you're going to come right here. I will tell you that I think all of the early a.m. hours are already taken. So if you're thinking, I'm not coming here at 2 in the morning. Somebody already said they're going to. So don't worry. It's all the easy hours now. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. Guys, I'm excited about where this is going to lead. We're going to conclude this on the 12th of February with a potluck. We're going to break bread together, and it will be awesome. It will end the 40 days of fast with, with a meal together, and it will be so good. Uh, we're going to also on that day have a business meeting. We're going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to say spiritual meeting slash business meeting because there's some spiritual stuff that we have to deal with, and it's not business. It's God's doing. It's God's work that we're going to decide what we're going to do in there. And so, put that on your calendar. Join us on the 12th to break bread together. Join us on the 12th to decipher through what God has led us in this 40 days of prayer. And help this all to come together on the 12th and be a great day. Not a day of Ascension, but a day of rejoicing. Church, please listen to me. I don't want this prayer and fasting time to be because I have asked you to do it. I don't want it to be because, well, it's just what the church is doing, so I'm going to do it. Don't. If, if that's your reason, please don't sign up. I want this to be you as an individual seeking God because of Him. Not because of me, not because of the church, but because of Him. You see, I know that each one of us have things in our own lives that we need to be praying about. I know that we each in our own lives need to be seeking God's will for whatever's going on. We need answers for. We need prayers of need, prayers of wants, prayers of understanding. So please make sure that in this time, even if it's not your day to pray and fast, that you, you're seeking Him in intimate prayer. That we change our habits of prayer. If you have a great habit of, of seeking Him in prayer, stick to it. But if you don't, I'm talking to you. And myself. I want to find that my go-to is God. That I wake up in the morning and I say, good morning, God. That I talk to Him throughout the day. And I have casual conversation with Him, but I also have that intimate time of prayer in my closet, in my secret place that I seek Him. And at the end of the day, I say, God, thank You for the day. Good night. I want it to be about Him. I encourage you to utilize that board in the back. Write your prayers. Be praying. Be, be reading those prayers so that we can be praying for one another intimately in that. I'm going to invite the praise team to come up and I want the sheet to continue to go around. If you want to sign up, 
sign up. If not, it's okay. Uh, there's no pressure in that. Please do not let that be any pressure. But church, I want this to be about a movement of believers. A movement of believers that are seeking an intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And today, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, today's the day to start it. Today's the day to confess it. You see, just as I read in Joel, the Lord was promised to come, and He did. And it says that if you confess Him, you will be saved. Romans tells us, you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Confess Him today if you haven't already. Confess Him today and allow Him to be the Lord of your life and let's start seeking Him intimately in our walk. And let's let 2023 start off a little bit different than maybe we've started any other year. Intimately seeking Him. Intimately going to Him in prayer. Denying the flesh. Picking up our cross and following Him. If you need prayers today as we stand and sing here in just a minute, please come forward and pray with me. I would love to pray with you. Go to the back. Craig's back there. He'll pray with you too. It's good. We are here for each other. And we want to lift each other up in prayer. If you have any other questions on this 40 days of prayer and fasting, please come and talk with me. I want to answer those questions. I want to encourage you to be a part of it. So if you have any questions at all, please talk with me. Father, I thank you so much for this day right here. This new year, Father, I thank you. I thank you that it's that we are here gathered in Your name on this first day of January of 2023. God, I pray that as we journey into this 40 days of prayer and fasting, that our focus will 100% be on You and not on us at all. Not about what we are doing, but about what You are doing. Father, I pray that, that we will seek You in such an intimate way that, that there is no way to not grow in our faith with You, Father. God, it's all about You. And I want it to be all about You. And not be distracted by all the distractions of this world and the things that the evil one wants to throw at us. Lord, I want us to be seeking You intimately. Lord, we know that we need answers of many things for this church. I know that as individuals we need answers. We need Your guidance, Your strength, Your courage, Your healing, Your, your power, your, your everything. And Father, I pray that as we are seeking You over these next 40 days, that we will turn our lives completely to You and we will allow You to pour into us so that we can be like You. God, I want to imitate You. And I pray that that's what we seek in this time, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.